G'day, I'm Osher Ginsberg, and welcome to Everybody Should Be Having Babies. This season, we're talking about why everyone should be having babies. I'm Osher Ginsberg. There's two babies in my house. Our producer, Rachel Barrett, she's got one fabulous baby. And Alicia Aitken Radburn, no pressure, one day may have babies, if you decide to. How are you, Alicia? You good? I'm, I'm so good. Sorry to be letting the team down with no babies in my house. So, like, this is Cocktails and Roses. This is all about Bachelorette Season 7. In the off-season, Rachel, my producer, and I have been putting an undue amount of pressure on Alicia and Glenn to pull the goalie <laughs> and just start. Maybe the announcement will happen on Cocktails yeah. and Roses. Be amazing. Go and book your appointment to get whatever it is uninstalled and just get amongst it because... Yeah, over a certain age, it takes forever. You know, Osha, I'm just getting DMs from listeners now who are just messaging me being like, you know, Osha's right, you should just... And I'm also right in saying, if you don't want to have babies, don't have babies. However, you have expressed to me the desire to want a family. So since you have given permission to like, yes, this is something I want in my future, timing is completely up to you, Alicia, but seriously, pull the goalie. Anyway... Today on the show, we're doing the pre-season, pre-game warm-up. This is super exciting. It's like the, the hour before the grand final where we all sit around a table and talk about how some fullback's going to be better than a ruck rover. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but we are going to have <laughs> Brooke Blurton on the show today. Our very own The Bachelorette is joining us to talk about her upcoming season, and I am so extraordinarily excited. Osha, I've got to preface this season by saying it's very special for me to be covering Brooke's season of The Bachelorette because Brooke and I were on Honey Badger's season together. And in fact, Brooke was... Wait, 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 wait. This is all too good. We haven't even got to the intro yet. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, come on. Let's play the intro music. Okay, good. I'm getting excited. We'll play the intro music. We'll get back to your fancy story about the time you met Brooke. Here we go. All right, this is Cocktails and Roses. I'm Osha Ginsberg. That's Alicia Aitken-Radburn. And I'm going to imagine, I'm just going to forget the opener that you just let it go. But Alicia, you'd have a special connection with Brooke, wouldn't you? (laughs) Osha, I've got to say, this season of The Bachelorette is very special to me because Brooke and I were on Honey Badger's season together all those moons ago, 2018. Right at the top of my bachelor experience on my first flight from Canberra to Sydney, which started this whole thing off, which has seen me do a season of The Bachelor, two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, and now ending up with my beautiful Glenn in Perth. Right at the very top, Brooke was one of the very first people that I met before we were piled into vans at Sydney Airport to go do this whole crazy thing. God, you make it sound like it's fucking Squid Game. It's not. Come on. (laughs) Like someone hands me a card. (laughs) There were windows in the van. It was a high ace. You were allowed to talk to each other. Good Lord. Oh, I don't... mm, Talking. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) The runners are pretty strict. But yeah, me and Brooke were before we got out. And I'll put this on my Instagram. But before we had our phones taken off us, the whole reality TV thing, I I had my phone in this van and me and Brooke were taking selfies. I've got this like, it's so bloody cute. And now I just think, and I've spoken to Brooke about this, how bloody far we've come. I've done three shows and this will be Brooke's 
third show and hopefully it is third time lucky. Oh, selfies from 2018 in a van. Did Brooke have bangs? I think Brooke had bangs. Someone had bangs. There may have been bangs involved. It was probably the time before TikTok. <laughs> oh, how sweet. This is a, a, a pretty amazing thing. Like when you first met Brooke in that van, what was your impression of her? It's so interesting because I think what a lot of people experience of Brooke when they meet her for the first time and speak to her in person, and this is definitely the impression that was thrust upon me from the very, very beginning. She is an incredibly special person. She's just one of those people that has presence and has impact and you know is such a, she's such a deep thinker. She's so compassionate and empathetic. And I've seen it in some commentary with these first promos coming out, but I don't know if I've seen the audience connect with a bachelorette more in recent times because we do have such a history. Like we know Brooke, we know what she's about. And I think, I I hope that people are just as excited as me and you, Osha, to see her fall in love. She genuinely wants this. But it's also so refreshing that she brings such a full sense of self to the role of the bachelorette as well. Not that I want her to be doing a honey badger. I want her to find her person. But I know that she's got such a strong sense of self that if she doesn't find her person, man or woman, in the mansion, she will be fine as well. But I am so... I, I, I watched the promo, Osha, and she says some exciting things at the end. She sounds like she's in love. The impression that I got of Brooke when I... I think the first... On Badger's season, there was a lot going on. I was pretty focused on badge wrangling, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Which is... On that... On Bachelor, that's kind of more of my job, is to be around for and help guide our hero. And there was a bit of wrangling on badge. Probably no surprise to anybody. And um, when uh, I saw her again on Paradise, Paradise, as you know, is very much I, I pop in, I pop out. Yes. You know, occasionally I'm there for a volleyball game or, or something along those lines. I mean, you're wearing a full suit in Fiji, so it's got to be a brief. <laughs> because life, oh, no, 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 life is, life is too short not to look amazing in a linen suit in the tropics. If, if you can, at all times, wear an incredibly well-tailored linen suit as you're strolling through the tropics, that's a given. But I was very much mindful of... Brooke's going to need space to explore whatever's happening here with Alex and just, you know, observe. On Bachelorette, I had the opportunity to work very closely with her. And I said this to last, we're recording this the day after the Masked Singer finale, okay? Fun fact, me and Ursula and Jackie and Dave, we all Zoom call and watch Masked Singer together. And in fact, me and Ursula and Jackie and Danny all watch Bachelor and Bachelorette together on a Zoom call as well. We all watch together. And I told this to Danny Minogue last night. She was asking me about The Bachelorette. And I told this to Danny Minogue. I said, Brooke has the Minogues about her. Brooke has this incredible sense of her own power and her own worth. It's so powerful. She has no problem crying or showing emotion or vulnerability in front of anyone because she has a fortress of self-identity that she does not care 
what anyone would think. If anyone would think she were weak or whatever, she doesn't. She absolutely doesn't give a shit. She has this fortress of power and self-identity that she has fought hard to build. Okay, but it allows her this ability to be vulnerable and emotionally on the line at all times. She's not. She doesn't have to be in self-protection mode. Like she doesn't put on affectation or put on an accent or turn her voice up or be extra flary or flourishy, as we do see sometimes on, on this show. People have this kind of extra bit of themselves that they pop on top of to protect themselves in a social situation. Brooke does not need to do that. And as a result, what you get is she arrives with this, this emotional authenticity. And unless you meet her at that space, that you're not going anywhere. And it, it's incredible to witness. I was just going to add, Osha, I think what's so powerful about that as the bachelorette and what I feel about Brooke is that she has this, she's one of those people that you sit with and you're like, I want you to like me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I just like, I'm like, I really want you to like me. You're so beautiful and engaging. And like, she's one of those people that you meet in life and you're like, you are an amazing person moving through this world. And I want to be a part of your orbit. And that's why I think she's going to be such a compelling bachelorette because I think that people will sit with her, our participants who are vying for her heart, and they will want to they'll be falling in love with her just like we have. We haven't even mentioned the boundaries that she's breaking. This is just who she is. This, on top of the fact that she is the world's first, not only Indigenous First Nations bachelorette, but the world's first bisexual bachelorette. Like, the communities that she represents, the weight of expectation is not lost upon her. I don't think there'd be anyone else that would be capable of carrying that. Because what do we watch when we watch The Bachelor? We are vicariously living a romantic adventure through someone we see on the screen. For some of us, it's what would we do if we were that guy with 22 beautiful women? What would we do if that woman with 20-something dudes and 180 abs trying to deal with how would we manage that? And yet, there's this part of the community, not only our Indigenous First Nations community, but also our LGBTQI community, who will be looking at Brooke and putting themselves in her shoes. And it's extraordinary. It is. I am so proud of this season, of all the stuff I've made in television, Alicia. This is the program I think I'm most proud of ever making. Oh, and you've made a lot of stuff, Osha. Gratefully so. Just to speak to the representation point, particularly around Brooke as our first bisexual bachelorette, I think it's going to be really important for Australia as well to see. As you say, Osha, The Bachelor is about watching these romantic experiences and there's been a lot of commentary from some of our previous participants on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, I'm thinking of Megan Marks here and Brooke has spoken about it as well. There's often this dialogue around bisexuality, about um, being promiscuous and hypersexualized. And I think what will be really good for Australia to watch is that <laughs> to sort of pull all of that away. She is a person standing there, regardless of gender, finding love, and I hope people, I know that people are very intrigued by this whole thing of like contestants hooking up with each other. And I get it. 
It's something that we haven't seen before. It's a novelty, I guess. But it's also not something that we haven't seen before. We have had people hook up in past seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette. You know, we know some of those publicly. And there's also, like, through all of the seasons, people have crushes on each other. You know, as soon as The Bachelor and Bachelorette airs, we see it on Instagrams, them hooking up. This is nothing new. And I think that I'm really excited for us to actually just focus on Brooke and her journey to find her person after we've watched her journey from the very beginning. Just, I think it's important to note that I am so proud and grateful to work for not only the network, but also the production company on making this show because Australia is an interesting place, okay? And the information, lack of information or disinformation that any of us have received about not only our Indigenous community, but our non-heteronormative community is is an issue, you know? And the, the only pathway out of that is education. Yes. Now, in the same way that, say, for example, we're doing, I don't know, on Jimmy's season when we did the love triathlon, all right? We went out to this place. There was like a cable ski kind of place and we had people jumping around and grabbing flags and such and such and such. There was a safety briefing. There was a risk assessment. There is someone whose on-set job is to keep everybody safe, all right? That's their job and they're there every time we do those things. You would have done that with on Badger season. You would have seen our safety people, right? They're all over the set. Similarly, on this particular season, we not only had a diversity person working with us, we also had a First Nations person working with us to make sure that every single person on set had the tools, had the resources, had the language, had the, I guess, context to think about and address what it is that we were doing. Because we, at the end of the day, we can't expect Brooke to fall in love if she doesn't feel 100% safe and accepted on set. All right? Yeah. So it was absolutely vital. And it worked really, really well. Everyone just leapt into it. Everyone on set. There's like hundred and something people who make this show. You know that. Everyone on set just leapt into it as far as, you know, just being completely okay with, wow, I did not know that. Yes. Rather than, what do you mean? Of course I fucking... Like, no, yeah. I didn't know. Really? I didn't know that. I'm so pleased to hear that. I didn't know that languages were so different. I didn't know that, you know, that is not a thing in a non-hetero couple. Like, just people being brave enough and confident enough in their job and their skill set to go, well, I'm here to do this particular job, but I had no idea about that. So thanks for telling me, because now when we shoot today, I, I won't say something. Or You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, not to get too heavy on cocktails and roses, but Australia is a racist country. And so therefore, a lot of us have grown up around racism embedded and ingrained in our society. And so it's so good to hear I really, I'm so glad that you've told us about the sort of behind the scenes, Osha, because I think it's really, I think a lot of our listeners would be really pleased to learn how seriously Ten and the production company take this because it is important and it should be taken seriously and prioritised. As seriously as we take the safety of anybody. Yes. You know, as seriously as... The, the person with the hard hat and the high vis running through a fire drill on a Tuesday. Oh, I know, Warren, we have to do it. Off we go. Down the stairs, everybody. Where's the marshalling point? Like all that kind of stuff. As seriously as we take that, that's how seriously we took this stuff. You know why? Because it's bloody time. I can't even believe it. 2021. But come on. It's the future. It is. It's the future. All right. There's electric cars. Let's go. And it's, it's what we do in our, like, I know it's in a TV production setting. 
but it's also what we should be striving for just on an individual level as we move through this world. It is always important. Just understanding our fellow human beings and learning, educating ourselves is something that we should be prioritizing, whether that's getting a First Nations consultant on a TV set or, you know, doing your, I'm borrowing this phrase from Flex Mummy, one of my (laughs) favorite influences, but she says, do your Googles. Whether that's doing your Googles and actually educating yourself about things, about knowledge gaps that you may have, we should all be trying and striving to educate ourselves and make us more understanding people of other people moving through this world. Osha, there's just one other thing that I want to speak about before we sort of dive into what's going to happen with Brooke this season. And it's something I want to go back to about Brooke's strength. I think it's important for us to talk about how a lot of her strength derives from her past, her childhood. Brooke has spoken openly about the fact that she grew up in Carnarvon. She lost her mother when she was young. She has an amazing relationship with Peter. I'm not sure if he's going to appear on the show, but Peter's her, a male figure in her life who is just so special to her. And I remember her speaking about Peter extensively when we were in the mansion. And I just think that it's all of her stepping stones that have led her to this point and not just her childhood and sort of some challenges and adversities she's faced through her life. But it's also, she's also now been in the public eye for three, four years and navigating that as well. I think we really need to acknowledge and we've already spoken about it, but just her sense of self is so strong and how ready she is for this moment. It's so, so exciting. And you know what? I'm ready to speak to her. On the other side of this break, we are going to speak with Brooke Blurton, your bachelorette for 2021. Alicia, I'm incredibly excited that we have an up-close, personal and one-on-one chat. We're going one-on-one in the gazebo with Brooke Blurton. Hello, Brooke. Good morning, guys. Oh, afternoon. Well, I don't know what the time is. <laughs> it's podcast land. It's any time. Oh, well. It's laundry time. It's dishes time. It's the five minutes between kids drop off and when you've got to get back to whatever it is you were doing time. Exactly. How are you, Brooke? I'm going good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's nearly here. <laughs> Tell us, I honestly, I got goosebumps watching your promo standing on the beach. What was that like? It was a, definitely a moment where I was like, wow, this is actually happening. <laughs> but other than that, like shooting it was actually the most hilarious thing ever because they shipped out a, a limo to the middle of the bush. Oh, so amazing. quite hilarious. But the whole, like, just waiting and, I guess, in, in te- anticipation, it's, yeah, it's been surreal. Like, I just can't wait for it to to be out. <laughs> oh, it looked so beautiful. That, that, sat, that looks like some sort of quite remote coastal Western Australia. Mm, it is. It's sort of off the coast. So it's a place called Shark Bay. So you have to actually four-wheel drive about two hours to actually get to that location. It's a quite a um, 
bit of a hidden gem, that place. Place we could obviously call home. So a bit of a trek. So on the way back, it was darkness while we're driving. But um, when the sun hits those red cliffs and then the blue water, it's just like surreal. Like you've never seen anything like it before. Incredible. What a sunset it would have been. Unbelievable. And, you know, of course, a a stretch limo over the red dirt (laughs) uh, is a perfect way to get to and from. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was like the most comedic thing was just like being in the middle of the bush shooting this promo, which, you know, it was just, it was all just kind of worked. Like it was kind of a half half day like you know I was getting sand blown and you know the wind was going crazy but it was just like the whole effect was like perfect for the shooting and like I guess like it was one of those pinch me moments when I'm standing on this cliff looking out to the ocean and they're like telling me like think about the prospect of falling in love and I'm like wow I've actually shot this this is amazing. Brooke, (laughs) Brooke on that the prospect of falling in love Can we go back, right back to the very beginning of your whole bachelor journey, the journey that we started together? (laughs) Um, What a lot of people probably don't realise when you've done, you know, this is your third show and hopefully (laughs) your last show. (laughs) On these shows, more than anyone would ever experience out in the real world, you are constantly asked to interrogate what you're looking for in life and in love. And so as we go into your your bachelorette season, can you tell us a little bit about what you're looking for and what you've sort of come to over all of these years thinking about who you're looking for? Yeah, you do really have to. I think these shows really force you to like analyse yourself quite a bit. And I've really kind of in the last couple of years really defined what I am looking for in a person, like what I've kind of missed in others, but also what I'm looking for, like for my perfect person. And maybe I'm a little bit headstrong with what I want and there's kind of like a little bit less compromise because I have been hurt in previous experiences doing this twice over. But I think there's no harm in that. I think it kind of makes you a bit more... I guess, more determined to find what you're after. So the person I guess I've been looking for is someone that's always been on a similar page to me, like someone who is a bit more of a deep thinker, who's compassionate, really wants to give back. Uh, It doesn't obviously, this, I guess, I've never really been defined on what gender that looks like or who it is, or either male or female. Like that's just been such a thing that I've not really worried about. I think luckily for me, I've grown up with a lot of freedom, I think, being so independent so young. So I've really had the the chance to explore both relationships with male and female and I I love both. So that's who I am as a person. I feel like if I end up with either, like, yeah, who's to say I can't? What was the experience like? What was it like on the red, like all those moons ago, 2018, you were walking down the red carpet with two balls. Was it two or three? (laughs) Bloody like two lady balls. (laughs) Two lady balls and then two extra balls just in case. (laughs) What was that like being on the other side after all of these years? Oh, it is so surreal. I remember the first moment when I did my first red carpet walk with Nick and 
I, I think I was much cool, calm, collected then than I was this time round. I felt like I was just trying to be who I was, which is exactly who I was. And um, obviously a really sporty girl. <laughs> and then doing this red carpet, there was just so many thoughts and feelings that I, I, I think when I first met the first contestant, so out of the first limo, I think that's when it hit me and I was like, oh wow. my God, I cannot believe what I'm doing. This is crazy. I had goosebumps. It was cold, but it was like, <laughs> there might, might have been cold goosebumps. But other than that, like I, yeah, I still pinch myself and put myself there in that moment because I think, yeah, it's one of us. It's a very unique one, that one. That would go down in my history book, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of all the – I've seen a number of people do this by now, Brooke, and I've, it was just an absolute honour and a joy to be by your side as you went through this adventure. Mm. More so because from the very start, I knew you had a head on your shoulders because we tend to shoot Bachelorette the first night of the Bachelorette in the dead middle of winter and knew, you very wise woman, you wore gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Your style this season is just impeccable. Oh, my God. You haven't seen the start of it, Alicia. Oh, my God, the frocks. But people may not realise, but, you know, a hero shows up and they are essentially assigned someone who helps them with outfits and, you know, get this sense of style and a sense of design and, like, well, here's some things and they pick and choose and that's always been fantastic. Brooke, however, says, nope, I want this my way. Tell us about that. Tell us about the style and, and why you took it so seriously, Brooke. I love this, the ex-stylist and I think the last couple of years have dressed me so well, but I think this season and it being my own and I wanted to really make it my own and I guess be the best it could ever be. I was like, well, I need to feel confident in what I'm wearing and and make sure that like if I had this saying, okay, so it's if you look good, you feel good, you play good. Mm-hmm. I take that into life. So I always make sure that, you know, I, I feel good within myself and the first part of that is looking good. So I got Paul on this year um, as my stylist. He's amazing. And he dresses me, I guess, for my body type because I'm quite petite and not a lot of things fit being such a short and tiny gal, which is a blessing. Like I don't take it for granted, but it's just like, it's hard to sort of, yeah, if you pull something off the rack, it's not always going to fit and alterations take so long. So, Paul, wow. I just took the power and I was like, you know what, Paul, do you want to come on board? He was all for it. And it was just like me and him, you know, we spent a lot of time in wardrobe, as you know, Osha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Will we be will we be seeing a power suit? That's all I want to know. There are plenty of power Yay! suits. I, yeah, I can I can promise that. I don't know if power suits the the right. I don't think power is a large enough word. I just want to be completely clear. Our our bachelorette style team is amazing. All right, there's there's no doubt that they would have done an incredible job with Brooke. However. I'm someone that at any time I get a job anywhere, I say, I need Melissa Byrne on this job. I make sure Mel, who dresses me for everything, comes with me because she knows my personality. Yeah. She knows my style mm-hmm. and really cuts down the kind of learning curve that you have when you're working with a stylist. Any stylist is a professional. Any stylist will will get there and will help you look the way you want to look. But the fact that Brooke was able to hit the ground just running <laughs> and honestly, every time Brooke shows up to a cocktail party, you're like, 
She'll tell you, like, my eyebrows nearly left my face every time I walked into the kitchen and found her there. How were those cocktail parties? Because just taking you back, Brooke, to how you were saying that it felt real when that first person came down the red carpet, I think that that's such a, like, you know, through this experience, it's always been you on the other side. And now I think it's like that moment shows that there are other people having their own experiences that could be the start of, you know, a really big shift in their life. How did you find dealing with so many people and the cocktail parties and forming connections? <laughs> Look, I think if you start the cocktail parties with a hot outfit, like yeah. gosh, just walking into those cocktail parties, I felt so elevated, you know, like I actually just felt amazing and I think that's where it starts and then you you're like wow all of these people are here for me I've also been in their shoes so I know how exciting it is when you get to see like you know when I got to see my bachelor or people that you know in paradise yeah so I was like well I'm just as excited to see all of you and the first night I think the first cocktail party was obviously a long one as you know Alicia doing them (laughs) I hustled like I wanted to absolutely like get to know everyone at least have a single chat with every single one of them and I I really did so like I promised myself I would do it like you know usually you'd have like a couple of breaks and you'd go back and chill out for a bit but I was like nah I'm just gonna I want to get to know everyone tonight like at least talk to them for like a few minutes and that's kind of how I went into sort of every cocktail party was that they're as excited to see me as I am to them. And like, I'm really gunning for this. So, you know, the more time I spend with people, the more I get to know them, the more I can kind of find who's my perfect person. Okay, take us to the good part. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been waiting this whole interview, our perfect person. How are you feeling at the moment? (laughs) Um, I am extremely happy. I think it's been a whirlwind. A lot of things have happened sort of outside filming and, and everything. So, you know, it's kind of been taking me on this emotional roller coaster. But within myself, like I I had the most amazing experience. I'm so excited to, for everyone to actually see it and watch it and love it. You know, I'm not completely utterly biased, but I honestly think that this season is going to be epic. Oh, Shah, you should back me up on this. <laughs> oh, I got it. I swear, like, if there's one thing I absolutely adore about just this first night, this first red carpet night, Brooke, is, you know, we, we spoke earlier in the episode about how much everyone on the crew was just leapt into all the diversity training, all the Indigenous First Nations consultancy work. Like, every, we just wanted to be sure that it was the most supportive, most perfect place we could make it for you to feel safe on set and feel like I'm accepted, I can be exactly who I am here. Yeah. And watching the way you operated on camera, watching the way that you just welcomed, as you mentioned, you when you are with someone, you are with someone. It's a rare skill. And I've seen a lot of people do this now, Brooke. And just seeing how you connected with the women on the red carpet and then in the cocktail party and then the men watching on, seeing how you connected. Because the women, I'd never seen it. I was swear, like I've I've only ever known you know non hetero couples as couples. I've never seen the courtship process, so right? <laughs> and so to watch you connecting with women was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, 
oh my god and then the dudes in the cocktail party are like oh, i can't just talk about my crossfit i actually have to talk about some emotion here <laughs> Damn, I love it. I can't wait. It was amazing, Leash. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It sort of forces them to go deeper and, you know, nothing against men, Osha, but, like, it is kind of nice that these men are going to have to, like, you know, talk about something other than, like, really get into the depths of their emotion. I just want to say one more thing, Brooke, because I messaged you saying you know I was absolute I was in tears when the longer promo came out so obviously Mm -hmm. we've got that amazing shark bay promo with the red sand and you just looking like wow bachelorette like oh my god it's like all my fantasies I remember sitting in Gordon Street garage in Perth with Brooke like when I first moved over to Perth and we, you know, always have a few little chats here and there about whether Bachelorette would ever be something on the cards. And now Mm. we're watching these amazing promos of you as the Bachelorette. But that longer promo made me cry and there was one moment within it, particularly, it was towards the end of the promo and it takes us to a shot of you saying that this season has basically restored your faith and you sort of like catch yourself and that was what made me burst into tears because I had that feeling on my last Bachelor in Paradise and Mm. it gives me a lot of excitement going into this season and I'm so glad that you've had that restoration and I my fingers are crossed to watch you find (laughs) your perfect person. I think Going back to what Osha said in in terms of how much the crew and sort of everyone just threw themselves into this season, I think that moment, Alicia, was the part where I was like super grateful. Like it was sort of my last interview and I think it was all just kind of hit me of like how much we've achieved as like a team but as me, I was just so in love like I was just I, like sorry I am so in love <laughs> but I'm putting myself back in that moment because yes. like I can't believe like how much everyone was just so invested in this and like I miss it I miss the whole filming experience because it's like a family and you are like a family you spend so much time with these people they all care about you they all want this to sort of end up, you know, really happy for you. And I remember everyone at the end when it, you know, all wrapped up that everyone was just like so loving and caring. Like every single person, every crew was like, congrats, amazing. Like, you know, and that I think sitting in that chair for the last interview was like, I worked my ass off. I threw myself into this. I leaned wholeheartedly. Like I cannot say that I left a stone unturned because I gave everything into this. So look, I'm getting emotional about it now. Oh my God, me too. (laughs) Because from the very first night and Osha was there, you would know the opening was just, again, goosebump moments and all the way to the end. That's how I felt all the way to the end. Like, yes, it was a slog, you know, waking up so early every morning filming, but I was like excited. I was hanging out with my friends. I was meeting potentially my, like the love of my life. And I was just like, so excited for everything combined. There were some emotional moments, but I think 
overall that redefining moment when I'm sitting in the chair and I'm like, this is what I've always wanted to find and I found it. So You are just a superstar. I was telling Alicia earlier how just in awe I am of you. (laughs) I had every faith. I had every faith that they would, you know, the network and the production company would find a way to make a show that was a non-heteronormative version of Bachelor. And yet I don't think they could have ever done it without you, Brooke. So you are you are a part of history and I am so grateful that it was you because because it was you, we have made something so special. I was telling Alicia before, I've made a lot of TV and this is easily the thing I'm most proud of ever making. And I'm just so grateful that I could be there to, for you to help you get what you have right now. Oh, I was sure I couldn't have done it without you either. Like <laughs> it just, yeah, I, it felt surreal. Every time you enter the room, it's like a surreal moment. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. If Osh is here, it's happening. It's the suits, baby. It's the suits. It's all about styling. We talked about this before. You look good, feel good, play good. Someone smart told yeah, me that. Yeah, well, it's my life motto. It's always, <laughs> it sort of just gets me going. <laughs> when, yeah, and the other the other thing that I use is just, just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> get it done. Oh, mate, it's so great to talk to you. Really, really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. It's going to be, oh, you're in the secret mode right now. So you're in mm-hmm. secret squirrel town right now, and it's about to get even more intense. October 20th, we kick off 7.30 p.m., and then just a few short weeks, Brooke. Just a few short weeks, and then you, then it's all out in the open. Then double dates, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Fremantle, here we come. <laughs> wow. Cannot wait. <laughs> You're the best ever, Brooke. Have a great day. You too. Bye, guys. See ya. Oh, wow. She's great. Oh, <laughs> I just, I'm just going to cry through every episode. I know it. And then I'm going to cry in the podcast. And then, so I hope everyone's ready for a whole season of me weeping. <laughs> I also want her to have babies immediately. I wasn't making up. You can, you can hear the power in her voice. All right. You can hear it. That woman is. There's people who claim to be grounded and then there's her. You know, she's Oh my god. She's an incredible human being and held this season down like the level of expectation of the community she represents upon her shoulders evident at every step she took and yet was still able to find space to be emotionally vulnerable and present in the moment with every person she spoke to. It's a gift that I don't think many people can can deliver. And we get to watch it and it's going to be amazing. Wednesday, the 20th of October, 7.30 p.m. You can watch it there or template.com.au. Brooke in her incredible red carpet frock. The first episode of The Bachelorette, the world's first Indigenous bisexual bachelorette and an amazing love story. Alicia, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks to Rachel and Ali, our producers. Uh, This is Cocktails and Roses, a 10 Speaks podcast. See you next Thursday. (laughs) 